well, you know, Lessons in Jazz is a business that's incorporated. Just okay. figuring out, uh, you know, how to... So that's what we need to be talking about then. It's, it's a little bit different now, though. This is Blair Durham with Black Wall Street Today, your media hub for all things black entrepreneurship, politics, news, and events in Hampton Roads and beyond. When I say black, y'all say Wall Street. Black. Wall Street. Black Wall Street. When I say black, y'all say Wall Street. Black. Black. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the 69th edition of Black Wall Street Today with Blair Durham. So excited to be sharing with you. We will focus today on life coaching for professional development. Our show is actually sponsored by our good friends at Milestone Mental Health Agency, proudly serving adults as well as children who may be at risk for out-of-home placement, as well as Apex Financial Group for all of your financial and estate planning needs. I want to encourage you to visit us online at blackbrand.biz and via Facebook and Instagram at blackbrandbiz. We just celebrated a phenomenal membership week. And there are a number of pictures and videos uh, on our social media pages for you to check out the great work that we are doing. We are focused on making an impact uh, through providing access to capital, business education, networking opportunities, etc. Do you need to join? Uh, feel free to complete a membership application via our website. Again, that's Black Brand, B-L-A-C-K-B-R-A-N-D dot B-I-Z. Uh, perhaps a supportive business association could be a game changer for you and what it is that you are doing. Uh, as was mentioned, our show today focuses on life coaching for professional development, or let's just say winning, right? Our first guest is none other than Dr. Willie Jolly. Dr. Jolly was named one of the outstanding five speakers in the world by the 175,000 members of Toastmasters International. Only 50 speakers worldwide have been giving that designation, including Colin Powell, Nelson Mandela, and Margaret Thatcher. Imagine that. For several years, he traveled the country providing inspiration and motivation to thousands per city as a replacement for the legendary Zig Ziglar on the National Get Motivated Tour. Dr. Jolly has authored several best-selling books, including It Only Takes a Minute to Change Your Life, A Setback is a Setup for a Comeback, An Attitude of Excellence, and Turn Your Setbacks into Greenbacks. One of his latest books, Make Love, Make Money, Make It Last, co-authored with his lovely spouse, Dee Taylor Jolly, is one of his most popular books. He's the host of the number one motivational radio show on Sirius XM Radio, the Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways Show. And he can be seen on the Live Better with Willie Jolly television program. Dr. Jolly's presentations, materials, and related programming have inspired millions around the globe. His goal today is, in to, is to inspire us to live better and achieve more. Welcome, Dr. Jolly. Welcome back. How are you? Well, good afternoon, my dear friend. I'm terrific and I'm grateful and I'm excited about you and all you do and the folks there who are listening. Those who know me know I start the same way every time. Let's hear I have only just a minute, only 60 seconds in it, forced upon me, can't refuse it, didn't seek it, didn't choose it, but it's up to me to use it. I must suffer if I lose it, give account if I abuse it. Just a tiny little minute, but our eternities are wrapped up in it. Well, greetings to everybody. And greetings to you. Thank you so much for your consistency in sharing that. I love to hear it. Well, thank <laughs> it you. It makes my day. Hey, thank man. You, sir. Well, thanks so much for being here. As we spoke about, you know, this really is about um, what is necessary. Everybody's looking to move the needle. Everybody wants to experience some sort of change in their existence. It's 2020. We we think we've got perfect vision now, and so help us. How do we get there? What what does it look like practically to begin to make the necessary changes um, to see greater success? Well, I like to say that everybody I know, when I ask them, how many of you want a a, a really good year? Everybody puts their hands up. And then I say, how many of you want a real good decade? And everybody laughs, but they put both hands up. Mm -hmm. And they they do. Now, the question is, how do you make it happen? Because the best way to predict the future is to create it. Yes, sir. All right. So we've got to make a commitment to create a winning mindset so that we can create a better year and a better decade and a better life. Mm -hmm. So I have been for the last month 
on a tear, going all over, talking to lots and lots and lots of people on radio and television and live events, talking about my new way of thinking as I entered this new year. So every year for the last, I'd say, 25 years, I've done an annual beginning of the year goal-setting event. And people would come and uh, have come and been part of my goal-setting seminar. I believe this year was probably the best I've ever done because I got this new revelation, this new thinking, this new enlightenment. But over the years, had some really great examples of people whose lives have changed. One lady, uh, she came and she didn't want to come. Her friends made her come and she didn't think she deserved or belonged in this big goal setting seminar because she said, I don't have a I've never, I've never been to college. I was a teenage mom. I have a GED. Well, she came, they brought her, they made her come, but she didn't participate initially. But I, I went over to her and said, why aren't you working on your goals? Well, I have no use. I don't have, I don't have a college. I dropped out of high school, got a GED, had a baby. I said, so what's that got to do with anything? Uh, Steve Jobs didn't finish college. Bill Gates didn't finish college. Lots of people. Kathy Pughes, uh, she was uh, a single mom. Oh, wow. that, that doesn't stop you from being successful. Really? Yeah. So so, so she started working on her goals. The next month we had another seminar. She came back, and this time she said, my family told me, well, you know, you, you don't have, you, you couldn't make it because, you know, Aunt Sally tried to do it. She didn't, you have these big dreams now that this guy didn't inspire you. But, and I said, you know, negative people will try to talk you out your dreams until you do something significant. Then they'll say, oh, we knew all along. No, don't listen to negative people. Keep working and hanging around with positive because if you hang out with nine losers you're going to be number 10 mm-hmm. but if you hang out with nine winners you're also going to be number 10 start getting around winners and so she's worked on her goals it's the same thing third month fourth month sixth month sixth month and she was getting stronger and stronger she was fired up but well, the seventh month came around and she wasn't there eighth Uh-oh. ninth tenth eleventh change i was so busy i just couldn't stop i was on fire well, I want to ask you a question. Are you going to be home next next Tuesday? I said, uh, yeah, it looks like I'll be home. Okay, I want you to turn on television at 4 o'clock. Turn on the Oprah Winfrey show. Uh-oh. They're doing a, a show about millionaires under the age of 40. Wow. I'm being featured. Wow. Wow. That's the power of goals. So yeah. so these goals have helped and set, and this new thinking has helped. So here's what I will first give people access if you want to get access to that goal-setting seminar I did. We not only, for the first time ever, we not only did it live in a live audience, we simulcasted it to people around the world who okay. could not physically be here. So if you go to uh, willyjolly.com slash win, W-I-N, willyjolly.com slash win, you can get access to that seminar. Now, Perfect. let me tell you the new thinking though. Blair, this is this is this is this is big. What the new thinking was that every year I've done a goal setting seminar to help you have a better year. And as I was going into this 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 year, I realized that's too limiting. Because there was an illumination that came to my mind that there are five levels of thinking that will determine your wealth or your generation of income. Okay. The first level of thinking that we see in our society is the indigent. The indigent think day to day. And every day they stand on a corner or somewhere with a sign saying, can you give me enough money to get through this day? Mm. And tomorrow they do the exact same thing. So they got a a day to day mindset. Then we got the poor who think month to month. They, they, they say, you know, if I can just get my welfare check on time, or if I get my WIC card or car, or my food stamps on time, I'm okay. And every month they repeat that cycle. Then you get the middle class who think year to year. Did I get a cost of living this raise this year? Can I make a little bit more this year than I made last year? Did I get a raise? But then you get the rich. Hmm. The rich think decade to decade. But finally, at the fifth level, wealthy. Okay. Wealthy think generation to generation to generation. Right. They're preparing today for a generation, three, three, three generations, four generations from now. The Bible says that a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children's children. That's wealth thinking. Mm-hmm. And so my goal this year is, is to get the people who are indigent, I don't want to try and get them to the wealth thinking because that's too 
too big a, a, a gap to try and jump. If I could just get them to 30-day thinking yeah. this year. Now, the people are 30-day thinking, if I can get them to move off of that to get to year thinking. And the people who are right now thinking year to year, if I can get them to think decade to decade. Mm-hmm. And if I can get the people who are decade thinkers to think wealth, that I've done my work. So that's what I'm working on. Getting people to win at another level, to grow at another level, to take their thinking to the next level. It ain't got to be the highest level. Just get to the next level that it will help you. You know, we don't go from kindergarten to college. But if we can get to kindergarten to first grade, that's, that's growth. And that's what I want people to do. So that's why I'm encouraging people. The other thing I'm very excited about, many people know I've got the XM show. Mm-hmm. And the XM show is number one for self-help in the country. But now it just started three weeks ago, Blair, every day across America. I'm now part of the Get Up Mornings with Erica Campbell morning show on Praise Network across America as part of Radio One. Now I signed with Radio One and, and now I'm doing that. Now here's what I'm telling people there. It's time to win. Sure it's is. time to win. Mm-hmm. And how many people want to win? Everybody said they want to win. The, the key is, how do you win? Well, you know, I, I learned some lessons just this weekend from the Super Bowl. Okay. Let's okay, talk about Bowl. it. <laughs> yeah, the Super Bowl. We all can relate to that. Yeah. Now, here's what I learned from that whole experience. That winners think differently. Winners think differently. Sure. Now, let's look at this. I don't watch the Super Bowl. I study the Super Bowl. Every year, I study to see why one team won the ultimate championship and one team didn't quite make the goal. Because one team might might not be that much more talented physically, but it's the mental toughness Mm -hmm. that makes the difference. Now, Now, Kansas City Chiefs, down by 10 points, going into the fourth quarter. In fact, one of their players said, I don't know if we can make this. And Mahomes, the quarterback, said, hey, hey, yeah, we're going to make it. You just got to believe. You just got to believe. So don't don't even think that way. And he said, don't think that way. I got this. We're going to win. And you know what? That's one of the big lessons here is that you're going to have moments and times in your life when you are down on the on the canvas. You're behind in the score. It ain't that much time that seems to be left. You are trying to make it somehow. And, and the first thing you got to do, you've got to push back the negative influences. And sometimes they come from self. Mm. We talk ourselves out our best ideas. It's true. Oh, it's a tough time. Oh, no, no you got to fill yourself up with the pure, the powerful, the positive. You got to put some good stuff in and tell yourself, hey, self, we're going to win here. I don't know how we're going to do it, but winners don't know how they're going to win all the time. They just got a mindset, well, somehow, some way, we're going to win this. Just hang in there. Keep going. So you got to have faith, you got to believe, and you got to get a mindset that says, I'm going to win. And that's exactly what they did. And the other team who was up by 10, fell off. Because when things got tough, then the guy ran right by them for the last touchdown. I'm wow. saying to you. So you're saying you're win, mindset uh, over technical ability for, for this for this past game, the Super Bowl. Yes. Wow. Okay. So I'm encouraging you. And by you, I mean the, 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 the group who's listening to make up your mind that one, you're going to set some big goals. You are set some big, dynamic, incredible goals. That's why I want you to go to that goal-setting seminar. I want to help you to do it. Because most people don't set goals for one or two reasons. One, they don't know how. Two, because it's hard. <laughs> and they need someone to push them. And that's what I do in this interview and this seminar. So, willyjolly.com slash win. Now, go to winwithwilly.com, though, for my new website, that we're launching, or we just launched, to help you win in business, help you help you win in marriage, help you win with your children, help you win in your faith walk, help you win if you want to be in the speaking business, and help you win with your attitude. Come on, somebody. For those who got a positive mental attitude, that's what Mahomes had, a positive mental attitude. He believed somehow, some way. He did not allow the, the fact that they were down going into the the bottom of the fourth quarter that they were down, that they couldn't win. And that's why they are Super Bowl champions. Wow, I love it. Winwithwilly.com Yes, ma'am. Okay. 
What if I need some tools and some resources? Can I purchase them there? Yeah, you can, but you know, the special, the best place to get the best deal. But we got a deal. I spoke for the Millionaire Mastermind, the Billionaire Mastermind Forum, I'm sorry. Billionaire Mastermind Forum. And uh, they, you know, billionaires want a deal. The way they got to be millionaires and billionaires, they they always want a deal. So they said, we want a deal. So we offered them a deal where they could get my bag or my box. They get a, a, a special deal on my bag of resources that will change your thinking. On my box, they'll change your family. Not just you, you, but change everybody in your in your in your uh, network. So they are, you can get that at willyjolly.com slash billionaire with a B. Billionaire. Willyjolly.com slash billionaire. Because see, in this next decade, Blair, yeah, if we can help people to do one thing this year, if you can just this year hit seven figures, mm-hmm. okay, then make a commitment to double it for the next decade by. December 31st, 2029, you'll be close to a billion dollars in revenue. Wow. Okay, just, 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 get, to, just get, to, get to seven figures this year. Now, people say, how do I get to seven figures? You start talking about it, thinking about it, dreaming about it, speaking about it, declaring it. The best way to create the future, to predict the future, is create it. So just start speaking it. This is going to be my best year ever. I'm going to do this. Let me ask you this, Dr. Jolly. We have two minutes left. And I haven't really asked you much, by the way, of of questions here because you're doing your thing. My question is, is this how you got your start? Yeah, 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 yeah. That is exactly how I got my start. First of all, when I started, for those who don't know, I was a nightclub singer who got fired and replaced by a karaoke machine. Oh, And I didn't know what I was going to do. And someone. And you're a tremendous singer, too. Oh, thank you. Thank you. That's and crazy. someone gave me a motivational cassette. On that cassette was a motivational message. And that message inspired me to say, maybe I could do something different other than being a nightclub singer. I took a job with the school system and started speaking, and the rest was history. But here's what I want to get to. When I started speaking, mm-hmm. when I started speaking, I went to visit a friend of mine who has been a friend for years. I told him, I'm going to become a full-time speaker. He said, what? You think people are going to pay you for that? I said, I, I, I do think it. And he, and he kind of <laughs> chuckled. And I said, you know what? Let me tell you something. I'm going to speak it right now. Within a decade, I'm going to be one of the best. Within a decade, I promise you, I'm going to be one of the And I spoke it. I spoke it, Blair. Wow. And, and that was 1990. That was 1990. In 1999, I was named one of the top five speakers in the world by 175,000 members of Toastmasters. And I, and I thought back. Oh, I remember speaking it. There's something about the power of having a vision, speaking of the vision, and then believing that that vision is possible, and then going to work. So yes, I started exactly like that, and I started going to goal-setting seminars. Those were the things. I was reading, I was listening to audios, I set big goals, and I went to seminars. I love it. Dr. Jolly, give us your website one more time. as Winwithwilly.com. Go there, get some free resources because I'm going to hit whatever one hit that touches you. If you want the, 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 the box or the bag, go to willyjolly.com slash billionaire. Willyjolly.com slash billionaire. And then follow me on Twitter with, at, at willyjolly. Facebook, willy.jolly. Uh, IG, the real willyjolly. Follow me. Stay connected to me, and let's win this decade. And Blair, I know if anybody going to win is Blair. I know that because you are a winner for sure. I appreciate that, sir, and I appreciate your time. I look forward to having you back on here. Thanks so much for the encouragement this afternoon. My pleasure. God bless you. Have a great week, great month, great year, and great decade. Me as well. We'll be back in just a moment with Money Talk by Apex Financial Group. Excellence is being able to perform at a high level for a long period of time. The next level success is just a step away. Stay tuned. Black Wall Street Today will be right back after a word from our underwriting sponsors. We know you love jazz music. So let's try some jazz music with a little R&B flavor. some 
jazz music with a little trap flavor. Jazz and Caribbean. Hey, we mix it up. So, online, look for Grandpa Crunk and enjoy the great jazz music. Grandpa Crunk. Jazz music. When the conversation is good and the friends are even better, you'll find a wine that brings it all together. Shoe Crazy Wine. Remember that name. Shoe Crazy Wine. Available at Costco, Kroger, and these other fine retailers. Peace. I'm your brother, Crook. I have a new podcast called Snatched. Sorry. You're about to get snatched. It's the best of my YouTube channel, From TV. In audio mastered format. Snatch and run! On Blueberry, Android, the Edgy Podcast, Stitcher, Digital Podcast, and Speaker. Ever and now, more Black Wall Street Today with Blair Durham. Welcome, welcome back to Black Wall Street Today. It's time for Money Talk. Hey, sponsored by Apex Financial Group of Virginia. Gentlemen, are you there? Yes, we are. Welcome, welcome. How are you both? Oh, blessed to be here. Doing good. So maximizing Social Security. I know a lot of us are fearful. We've heard that there will, these funds will not be available to us. <laughs> Can you help us? Yes, we got some good news for you today to take away some of the anxiety, okay? Okay, right. help us out. Okay. I'm going to let Mr. Epps give you a quick uh, interlude of what we do well, here at Apex. Okay? Good morning. Uh, this is Anthony Epps, Apex Financial Group of Virginia Incorporated. Just to let you know a little bit about our firm. We specialize in planning for Social Security, retirement planning, and estate planning here at Apex Financial. This morning, we're going to have Michael L. Gray to... Talk to us a little, a little bit about <clears throat> maximizing Social Security. Michael? Okay, good, good afternoon, everybody. It's good to be here again uh, on this uh, show, uh, the video talk show. And Great today time. I'm going to talk briefly about Social Security, how to maximize Social Security benefits, okay? okay. Let me start off by saying that, number one, uh, Social Security uh, is the major, is a major source of income. Okay, for most people at age 65 or older. Mm-hmm. Also, it's the foundation of what we call the starting point, okay, of most retirement income analysis. The sad thing about Social Security is that not everyone understands how Social Security benefits works or how to maximize the values of these benefits. So let me just give you some background on Social Security, uh, some starting points so we can kind of see how we can get to the maximization point. Okay. Okay, first of all, qualify for Social Security retirement benefits. Mm-hmm. Okay, first thing is first, okay? Uh, you have to have what we call the credits, okay? Credits, okay, to be fully insured, which means that you have to at least have 10 years of work, okay, which is 40 credits, okay? 10, 10 years, years of, work. of work equals 40 credits. 40 credits, that's Let me correct. ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Those of us that are entrepreneurs, are we also paying into Social Security? Uh, actually, you could pay in it if you're a W-2 employee, yeah. But if you're an uh, independent contractor, you know, you, you could pay in, yes. You could still pay in, yes. Got it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay, now, once you have the 40 credits, okay, you qualify for Social Security, okay? Mm-hmm. All right? And then what the Social Security Administration does, they calculate your benefits by looking at all the years you work, and then they basically start calculating your benefits, okay? Gotcha. Now, your retirement benefits, okay? is based upon what we call the PIA. Remember that term, PIA. PIA is primary insurance amount. Okay. Now, that normally starts at right around age 66. Okay, now I'll give you some background on that so I'll be clear. Uh, 1955, okay, a person born 1955, it'll be 66 in two months. If you're born 1956, it'll be 66 in four months. If you're born in 1957, it'll be 66 and six months. And go all, all up to 67, okay? Okay. Which means if you're born 1960 and over, it'll be 67, okay? So oh, we're looking okay. at between okay. 66 and 67 for what we call full retirement benefits, okay? All right, now. Got it. Alone, okay? All right, now. Just uh, so we can understand, people often ask and they say, what is the maximum? Uh, amount that one can get at six to six uh, for Social Security benefits. What is the maximum amount of Social Security uh, benefits one can receive? 
Uh, normally, the average is about twenty six thirty three per month, uh, but the average benefit two thousand six hundred and thirty three dollars per month. Oh, six sixty three two thousand six hundred and sixty three dollars. Okay. Okay. Oh. At the highest. Okay. okay. The average is about thirteen twenty eight. All right. Thirteen twenty eight. So with that said, all right. A lot of times the question is asked: When should I take my Social Security? Well, if you take it early, what we call sixty two. That's an early hop. If you take it at 62, you will get a reduction in benefits. Again, that reduction can take, uh, matter of fact, I'm looking at the charts here, 57 is 27.5%. So that means that if I was getting $1,000 a month, and if I took it at age 62, that would reduce my benefits by 27.5%, which will bring it down about $275, okay? Mm-hmm. All right. So by taking it early, but if I waited until full retirement age at 66, I would not have a reduction, okay? All right? So if you take it early, it's going to be a reduction, all right? If you wait to 66, you'll get the full retirement benefit. Okay. All right. Now, the the question is, can you continue to work while receiving Social Security benefits? The question is that if you work, okay, if you take an early out, okay, and you decide to work, uh, basically there's a maximum amount. Uh, based off the old charts, okay, looking at the, uh, and these have been adjusted each year, but the most recent ones uh, is 15720 which means that an individual cannot make no more than 15720 If they go over that amount, the Social Security Department uh, administration will start uh, taking a dollar. For every $2 you make, they're going to take a dollar away from the Social Security benefits, okay? Okay, uh, they, let me make sure I'm clear. So if I decide to work while taking Social Security, uh-huh. I can make up to $15,720 a year before they would begin to dock the Social Security. Is that right? Before they start by taking away or reducing your Social Security benefits. That would be $1 per every $2 you make. So every $2 you make, that take $1 away from the Social Security check. Okay? Wow. Right? Okay. Got it. Now, when you get 66, okay, all right, uh, there's a threshold, if you don't understand it, there's a threshold of about $42,000. And... People say, well, you get six to six, you can make as much as you want. But still, that's a threshold. It's about 42000 per year. But oh, uh, that, that's been changed now, too, as well. But the, the point I'm making is is that you got to look at the, when you, when you look at the charts and everything, it'll pretty much give you uh, the idea of what your age and bracket will be for as that is concerned, okay? All okay. right, yeah. Moving along. Okay? We've got about one minute. <laughs> one minute, okay. Yeah. Oh, we don't sponsor benefits. Okay, sponsor benefits, real quick. Wow, that's quick. Okay, spousal benefits, okay? For yeah. those who are uh, married, okay, uh, two qualifying spouses benefit. If a person is married, uh, here's a real quick example. If you have two spouses, if you both start taking Social Security benefits, age 62 or 66, mm-hmm. uh, a spousal benefit will work in this way. If an individual is making 10000 uh, let's say $2,000 a month in Social Security benefit, and the wife is only getting 500 uh, the wife is entitled to half of these uh, spouses, uh, which means in this case it'd be a thousand dollars, so she can take a raise of five hundred dollars. Okay, that's a spousal benefit. Uh, uh, oh wow! Spouses, yeah, that's out there. A lot of folks don't know about that. Okay, and also too, real quickly, uh, for divorce people who are divorced. Okay, if sure. you've been divorced ten years. Okay, all right, you can also get half of your spouse benefit. Okay, or your ex spouse benefit uh, uh, based upon the numbers. Again, if the, if the spouse is earning two thousand. Your ex spouse is under two thousand. Taking his, you're both age six or two, and you're only making five hundred. Uh, you can come up to fifty percent of his as well, which will give another five hundred dollars increase. Is this a part of the council that you all provide? You have, married, you have been divorced at least ten years. You've been married at least ten years, okay? Married and at least ten years. Got you. Okay. Yeah, you have been married ten years, and also too, you can't you, you can't be you can't you, you can't be married. Okay, in order to get that benefit there, okay, you have to be so you have either to, a widow gotcha. or unmarried to get the uh, the, uh, the the divorce spouse benefit benefit. Okay, all right. So when people come in to talk with you guys about their finance, you all provide counsel on this this piece that we're discussing today. Yes, and and as a matter of fact, there's a whole lot of different strategies. I just gave you just a couple of them because of the time sake here. Uh, yeah. Just kind of let individuals know that there's a whole lot of different strategies for Social Security benefit, uh, retirement planning. And, How can we uh, get more information? Oh, that could be a blessing to them, okay? Absolutely. How can we get more information? Okay, Mr. Well, Apex Financial is located at 355 Crawford Street, Suite 320 in the city of Portland, Virginia. Mm-hmm. 
Our phone number is 757-640-0207. And our email address is apex underscore of underscore va at yahoo.com. And our website is www.apexfinancialgroupofva.com. Apex Financial Group of VA.com. Apex Financial Group of VA.com. Did we give the phone number as well? 757-640-0207? Perfect. Thank you, gentlemen, so much. We appreciate the talk on maximizing Social Security. Turning now to uh, a little bit of a, a, a mix-up here. We've got a jazz connoisseur. Um, you all probably know and love him from his his own show, uh, Mr. Kevin Moose Anderson. Kevin, thank you so much for joining us. <laughs> Kevin, surprised. <laughs> we'll be talking a little bit about jazz and your own show and how long you've been uh, in radio. Please share with our group. Thought you were playing. I didn't know you really wanted to put me on. <laughs> of course I did. You are affectionately known as the guy who's standing in the back uh, in our in our live broadcast. And so um, I'm excited to bring your voice to the show. How are you? All is well on Planet Moose. No complaints at all. Shout out to all my HU students here learning, trying to get ahead in life and learn about <laughs> pressing buttons. <laughs> And saying W instead of W and all of those good things. W, I like that. Yeah, you have to say W. I need w. to learn that myself. W. So say what's the, what's the call letters of this station? It's WWW. No, it's W H O V. Yeah, yeah. W. W. Yeah, correct. There you go. Wow, W. That's that's a lot. Moose, you are a multitasking beast. Simultaneously producing the show. Say, say that again for the young folks who. <laughs> Who pick with me because I can't talk and text at the same time. Say that one more time, Blake. Talking and texting is on a whole different thing, but you multitask better than most. The fact that you are simultaneously producing the show, speaking on the show, and mentoring young people just speaks to your genius. How Thank long you. have you been Thank in this space? I've been doing radio now for 24 years. Wow. Yeah, it's been a long time. When I first got in, they were still playing records and CDs and uh, carts. I have to show you what a cart is. Yeah, you have is. to show me what yeah. a cart is. Everything is automated now. So uh, all of those things uh, have been implicated or included into the automation system. So it kind of makes, automation makes things a little bit more simpler. You just have to know the rules of engagement. Right. My question for you is, did you know as a little person, that this is what you wanted to do? Had no idea that I would excel in radio. Um, didn't come to college. Uh, I just finished my degree in history and not journalism or broadcasting or any of those type of things. Had no idea. It was just something that I, I, I fit well with. Yeah. Um, I got my first internship, and then from there, things just progressed, and uh, here we are. 24 years later. 24 years later. Wow. Okay. And you, you went ahead and completed the degree. The degree is in history, right? In history. In history. So all those who listen to the show that I host and produce, Lessons in Jazz, always, you know, people, when they when we when we were at the uh, Norfolk Jazz Festival, sure. you know, these folks come up, they love the historical significance of the show, the tidbits of information that we throw in. And, you know, for a lot of folks, it was a little shocking. When they found out I was getting a degree in history, but that was my first love. That's when I first came to school to major in history education. Wow. So what's your intention now for the degree, are you? I have no idea to make it through the year. Uh, I want to buy me a house and, okay. um, you know, just prosper. I'm, I may look into teaching, you know. Uh, okay. it, it looks exciting, something that I could transition into. It would be a little bit different than dealing with these folks <laughs> Born in the 90s and the early 2000s around here, it would, it, would, it would definitely be a little bit different. And I would be in more of a formal setting. Right. You can imagine what I teach these uh, the students here at the radio station. You wouldn't get in a normal classroom setting. Yeah. So it's practical application. This is like a practicum for the students. So. I love it. So if you go into history education, what will you want to teach? Or what, what grade level will you teach? Uh, junior high, high school, some type okay. of United States history. Okay, so it would be these same folks. It, it, it the would, 2000s. With, 
Yeah, with, <laughs> I had to. Was a tough crowd. So initially, you know, I would pick with the students and call them "you people born in the '90s." Mm-hmm. And one of the students last semester was like, "Mr. Moose, I wasn't born in the '90s. I was wow. born in the 2000s." Wow. You got to think of something new to say. So uh, realizing that, I. I remembered Y2K, so I started calling them the Y2K kids. Okay. Any interest in entrepreneurship at all? Oh, that's an interesting question. Because you know we have folks on here week after week after week after week, and they love their businesses. Well, you know, Lessons in Jazz is a business that's incorporated, just okay. figuring out, uh, you know, how to... So that's what we need to be talking about then. It's, it's a little bit different now, though. You know, yeah. than when we initially started and we were trying to figure out what exactly it is that we wanted to do. You yeah. know, when I first started, I had no idea that I was an archivist. Mm, let me write that down. Archivist. Yeah. A-R-C-H-I-V-I-S-T, right? Something like that. You know, if you can't spell, that's the sign of a genius. If you cannot spell? Yeah, that's what I heard one of the artists yeah. tell me one time. Okay, archivist. That means you archive... You are archive the curate past okay. and parts of the present. Okay. And curate curated to make some sense and to show some patterns mm-hmm. of, of what has occurred in the past and how it relates to the present. I feel like I need to start listening to your show, Moose. Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursdays from five to seven here on WHOV. Tuesdays, when is it again? One more time. From five to seven PM. Uh, and then we also come on Friday night, I mean, Sunday nights. Okay. 10 p.m. all the way to 6 a.m. Monday morning. And then we're on Sirius XM channel 142. It's the HBCU, HBCU network. And we ride, we kick off at 6 p.m. on Mondays, 6 p.m. on Wednesdays, 8 p.m. on Fridays, and 10 a.m. on Saturday mornings. That's a lot. Okay. What are your intentions to grow the platform? Do anything else with it, or has it has it maxed its capacity? I'm not gonna say it's maxed. Podcast would be podcast. Maxed. Okay, okay. Uh, you know, glad that you say that word. That's certainly something that you mentioned. Um, what did you say you wanted to do this year? Prospering, something like that. Yeah, prosper. That can help. With and, that. and being around these young folks here, these mm-hmm. students, they've helped me to realize that what a podcast can do. As one of the students told me many years back, he said, "Well, you know, Mister Moose." My generation, we don't want anybody playing our music. We want to play our own music, and mm. we want to play it when we want to play it. Okay, okay. And so you, I, I realize a lot of folks that's here in this area in Hampton Roads love lessons in jazz and want to listen to it beyond 5 to 7 on Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. Mm-hmm. And so a podcast would give them that ability. And then, you know, we could get some analytics to show who are really listening to the show because yeah. it's a it's a it's a wide demo the world too. yes yeah, it's, it's a wide demo of folks that listen to the show vast difference in educational background uh how much money they bring home all of that gotcha even my two-year-old has picked up on that piece about uh the on-demand listening right he's like if i don't have to listen to this song <laughs> Why can't I choose what it is that I want to listen to? Yeah, exactly. So, so you, know, you know, giving people that changed. option, they have changed. Giving folks that option will give us the ability, as you say, to prosper and to grow the platform. All of these new words. Man. Grow the platform. Grow right. the platform. You're curating. You're an archivist. See, I had no idea about the curation You process. thought you were, what, a DJ or something? <laughs> Just a radio host. A radio host. Yeah, I didn't know about the curation process till I went... Uh, we went on tour maybe about four years ago. Okay. And uh, one of the listeners, we were in Miami. They were like, you, you curate a great musical collage of sounds. Mm. All them and, deep words. Yeah, and I had to scratch my head and my co-host helped me put it together. Shout out also to my co-host Montez, the Wiz Martin. He's my other half. Oh, wow. He makes the show click. It's not just me by myself. See, Blair, there you go. You should listen. I know. It's terrible. I'm going to start listening. You should definitely listen. I'm going to start. So is your show, I heard you mention that you threw in the historical tidbits. Is your show as much talk as this one is? No. With the commercial time and the music no, time? Or how much? No. What's the your emphasis, ratio? The emphasis on the music. We talk twice an hour. 
We we made average three minutes. I got a question minutes, for you. That this three minutes, uh, yeah, go ahead. you know, when we speak, and it's all about the music. We're we're your guide through the musical experience. Okay, okay. Question that just came in from one of the listeners is, what is the fourth stream of jazz? Okay, so the fourth stream of jazz is a concept that was given to me by this gentleman. Uh, his name. Uh, escapes my mind right now but at the time he was the producer of this legendary jazz musician named Ramsey Lewis's show called okay. Legends in Jazz Okay. and my guy's name is Mark Ruffin okay. that's it okay. and so I sent Mark some of the early episodes of Lessons in Jazz and he shared them with Ramsey Lewis and they were just amazed that uh, and we were in our 20s then mm-hmm. that these young guys who you know knew a little something about music were able to weave all of these sounds together and after speaking to Ramsey Lewis he informed me about what was going on with my show you know uh I got a gray head that always tells me a man doesn't know what he's doing until it's done. And when we started off, we had no idea what we were doing in the, sure. in the, in the speak. And so Mr. Lewis told us that we were a great example of the fourth stream of jazz. So mm. I was like, well, what's the third stream? Right. <laughs> and I, I had to do some research. And it was a musicologist in the 70s. His name is uh, Gunther Scholler. And he said what was going on in the early 70s with jazz was that it was in a flux with the original stream of music, which is classical, mm. and jazz being the second, and the, the the evolutions in jazz that took place in the 70s, he called the third stream of jazz. Okay. Ramsey Lewis took that concept and built upon it and said, in the 2000s, jazz was in a total flux with all different kinds of streams of music, be it old school R&B, hip-hop, electronica, Latin music, bossa nova, Thus creating a fourth stream of jazz. Oh, man, you know this stuff. Yeah, you know, a lot of times uh, we can't speak about something that we don't know. And, you know, right. Mr. Lewis gave us that title. He was like, man, y'all y'all are carrying the banner for the fourth stream of jazz. And we strapped it on and, and we, we took it places. Mm-hmm. And once again, not really knowing what we were doing. We would say this around established musicians and they would think that we were classically trained because they knew about Gunther Scholler and his first and second stream of jazz. And when we would break down our philosophy and our definition of it, it just, you know, it it engaged them on levels that we had no idea what was going on. Hmm. It sounds like you, I mean, it just sounds like you love what you do. I mean, it- Man, it's a passion, it's a calling. You know, I wouldn't want to do anything else. And then, you know, we've we've made a home here in, in the 757, you know. Yeah. Radio is something that gets real personal. People listen to us on their way to work, mm-hmm. on their way taking their kids to practice or picking them up from practice, you know. And we're sure. like a viable source that they base their musical ear off of. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, in addition, a lot of folks here in the area have donated records to our cause. Wow. And, uh, you know, we had no idea that we would we would get all of these albums and people would, would bestow upon us all of these family heirlooms. You know, I mean, we wow. had a couple of situations with people on their deathbeds and said, make sure y'all get them young boys at that radio station, my music collection. Whoa. Yeah, that's, you know, that's, 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 a, that's a, a tremendous responsibility. It is. It is. And I'm glad that you see it as such, you know. I think that's that's part of what has been lost with this era of music is the sense of responsibility, right? A sense of responsibility, just quality, yeah, uh, musicianship. Um, but I mean, it, it's out there. Mm-hmm. You know, you just have to search. Unfortunately, you know, uh, for many folks around the country, they don't have jazz stations. It's mm, true. Hampton Rose. I remember being at the seven. jazz festival and there were some out of towners. Yeah, man, this place is, is, is no huge. longer have, you know, and it's like, oh wow. I tell Jay all the time, man, we we're in a very unique situation where, uh, unlike commercial radio, it's nobody really telling us what to play. Our ears are driving us in the right direction, mm-hmm. and so considering the changes that have have happened in radio in the past ten years. Mm-hmm. We're very fortunate to have a platform to still keep the music alive. Because if you look at commercial radio, they will let you 
leads you to believe that jazz is dead. Yeah. What is the difference between commercial versus non-commercial radio? So, you know, like commercial radio, when you when you hear them playing uh, advertisements or commercials, they have call to action words. They have uh, prices. At them. Gotcha. Um, and, you know, the nature of our non-commercial educational uh, agreement with the FCC, we can't say that. We also have to supply a certain amount of community affairs type of uh Okay. Uh, programming. That's why I talk shows here on WHOV Monday through Friday from 12 noon to 1 p.m. Kind of satisfies that requirement. And, you know, Jay, this is another thing Jay and I talk about is the fact how we're so retro. Because mm-hmm. it's very seldom you can go up and down the, the FM dial here in this market and hear talk shows. And I'm not talking about who's sleeping with who and who had Quality this talk. on. Yeah, something yeah. that's relevant to this particular market. And so that's a throwback to like when Jay first got into radio in the late 60s and early 70s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and people do, they really do appreciate this content. Do they ever? I tell folks all the time, they'd be like, man, y'all, y'all don't look like y'all do anything. Like, let the radio station go off the air. And you will really see yeah. where people are talking about. Let Don't let Soul Street come on on Saturday mornings. You know, our show is relatively new and, um, you know, we ain't here by ourselves. I never really know what our what our impact is. Um, but I was in an Uber about two weekends ago. And brother was playing 88.1 and I heard Jay Lang's voice over the radio for the first time. I said, man, do you listen to Black Wall Street today? He said, oh, yeah, every Wednesday, man, 12 to 1. I said, wow. I said, that's my show. And I think he thought I meant... I like that show too. I vibe with that show too. <laughs> yeah. But then it was time to drop me off, and the Uber said, um, you know, something about you know let Blair out on this corner. So like, he said, "You're Blair Darrell from Blackwash." I said, "Whoa, that was yeah." But so we are making an impact, whether we know it or serious not. impact, and it's very subtle things yeah. that the listeners appreciate. When we were at a uh, recent jazz jazz concert. I had a listener to come up to me. I was like, "Hey, you moose!" I'm like, yeah. Like, man, I love lessons in jazz, man. I like yeah. y'all, young brothers. That's so. I was awesome. like, you know what? Y'all don't yell at me. Mm. It's like them other stations. Them guys be yelling at me all the time. <laughs> y'all talk to me the way I would talk to somebody on the porch or so forth and so on. And I was like, wow, okay. And then you know something else that we do. Uh, when you listen to the work they jazz set of lessons in jazz mm-hmm. night flight we tell you who you just listened to mm-hmm. who you just heard okay you okay know, um, don't make any modern, assumptions yeah modern radio really doesn't do that you know everything is geared towards the future so mm. I love it this is exciting I was off the cuff man you, you, you lucky I have 24 years of radio still experience still got it in you <laughs> to, to get in front of the microphone and and, and express myself in a fashion where you, 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 and you will enjoy and learn something. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you, sir. We'll have you back on. For now, we're going to go to break. We'll be back in just a moment. The biggest financial asset that you have going for you by miles is the value of your own earning power over the years. If you fail to plan, you're planning to fail. More important business insights are on the way. Stay locked in. Black Wall Street Today will be right back after these messages. Hey, this is Seiko. DJ Seiko Varner, the producer of this podcast. So when I'm not producing podcasts, I'm actually DJing wedding receptions, corporate events, proms, other formals, and I would love to take care of your special event. So our company is Positive Vibes Incorporated, www.positivevibes.net. That's www.positivevibes.net. We've been performing for over 25 years and we would love to bring our expertise and our fun to your special event. Positive Vibes Incorporated, www.positivevibes.net. Peace and prosperity. I come here tonight and plead with you. Believe in yourself and believe that you're somebody. 
groups. I said to a group last night, nobody else can do this for us. No document can do this for us. No Lincolnian Emancipation Proclamation can do this for us. No Kennesonian or Johnsonian Civil Rights Bill can do this for us. If the Negro is to be free, he must move down into the inner resources of his own soul and sign with a pen and ink of self-assertive manhood his own Emancipation Proclamation. Don't let anybody take your manhood. Be proud of our heritage. As somebody said earlier tonight, we don't have anything to be ashamed of. Somebody told a lie one day. They couched it in language. They made everything black, ugly, and evil. Look in your dictionary and see the synonyms of the word black. It's always something degrading and low and sinister. Look at the word white. It's always something pure, high, and clean. But I want to get the language right tonight. I want to get the language so right that everybody here will cry out, Yes, I'm black, I'm proud of it, I'm black and beautiful. Stay with us online at Black Wall Street Today on Facebook and Black Wall Street Today on Instagram. And then follow us on Twitter as well at BWS Today. We look forward to talking again next week. Have a wonderful week. I have said and I will continue to say that the most important priority for the black community is the black community, not a particular political party. Hey, yo, when I say black, you say Wall Street. Black, black Wall Street. When I say black, you say Wall Street. Black, black. When I say black, you say Wall Street. Black, black. When I say black, you say Wall Street. Black. Black Wall Street, Black Wall Street. Phenomenal.